0: Deciding who wins the game on this call. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. That's the worst call in the history of all sports.
1: Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host Justin West and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with.
0: JD! What's going on stranger danger?
1: Hey man, what's happening? It is... The summer is over. It's official. There is football on my television. Uh, or there there's a game with two NFL teams' uniforms being played. I don't know who any of these players are. It's not exciting. But it's football. And that tells me that summer's almost over. Hopefully not summer weather. I, I mean, kids are going back to school in a couple of weeks. Um. But football, football, football.
0: Hey, uh, along the lines of another bad call here, we did get to see in this game the first challenge of a pass interference call.
1: Challenge and summarily rejected by the referees.
0: Hey, you know what? But uh, get that one out of the way. Uh, Good to see how it works in this game instead of uh, waiting until like week 10. And it, oh, yeah. you know, changing, changing the outcome of a game drastically. So it was, it was cool to see and uh, a little bit of clarification on how that's going to work.
1: It, it seemed I, I was actually uh, in the car going to pick up dinner when that happened, and it seemed to come to a really quick uh, resolution. It did not take them long at all, so that that was good.
0: Yeah, no, I mean by the by the way they explain it, uh, there has to be. Uh, clear, undisputable evidence that the defender did not hinder the receiver in any way, shape, or form. So it was, it was pretty quick and clear. It was pretty neat to see, though.
1: Well, right on, right on. But that being said, we are back. I know we we've been, you know, releasing an episode every month or so. Maybe not quite so much, but uh, we're 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 here and ready to. Kick things back into the gear for the 2019 NFL season. Uh, we'll have uh, hopefully weekly episodes uh, going forward throughout the uh, rest of the year. Um, hopefully, we don't stumble here in the preseason, but uh, we've got uh, some exciting things we've been working on um, and really just looking forward to talking some football because. Nothing else than uh, JD and I really like to talk about football, even if it bores the hell out of the people we're around.
0: <laughs> All day, every day.
1: Hey, before we get into uh, the meat of this episode, I want to talk. Uh, you know, we we usually talk about what we're drinking. I know uh, you you uh, have been pretty good, and uh, you you may not be drinking much of anything right now so i i'm i'm double fisting it tonight for you i'm on vacation i've been drinking beer all day while i've been working around the house uh but i made myself a manhattan and i have a beer here called junior astronaut juice by illuminated brew Works out of chicago <laughs> it's a it's a do- double dry hop ipa and it's it's pretty teasy, tasty It it's not not too heavy. Some of these IPAs tend to be uh, nut punchers, not to not uh... <laughs> <laughs> not to, oh, to break oh. anything up. But uh, it's it's a six percent, and so it's a real smooth, easy drinker.
0: Oh wow, that that was almost a segue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, but no, I, I I'm was, not going to bring that, that a, up. That
0: was a real kick in the nuts, if you will. <laughs>
1: Oh, am, am i correct in assuming that you're, you're not drinking anything tonight bud uh
0: i am not i am on a uh steady dose of uh hydrocodone tonight so i'm not mixing that with any alcohol Ooh,
1: that's even better
0: yeah you would think
1: so <laughs> well here we go here's uh here we can uh go ahead and get into what the meat of our episode is going to be. I'm going to go ahead and review some of my results from 2018. I've been doing a little bit of analysis on that, and and there's some good tools out there. And then we'll we'll go ahead and talk about some of the week one pricing as uh, DraftKings has gone ahead and released that within the past week. So, but but to kick things off in 2018. Sad to say, at a minus twelve point one seven percent ROI. Um, had a total of one thousand three hundred and seventy four entries across the regular season. I went ahead and eliminated the postseason because it's kind of it. It's kind of hard to um, include that on on the full slates and and everything, but. um I've broken down my play by uh, three different types uh head to heads, uh double ups those those are the two cash uh, venues that that you can play, and then um, tournaments. Me being a low stakes player i I went ahead and broke it down by the the dollar level play. Um, head to head, I, I, can't say I didn't do terrible in head to heads last year. I, I won, uh, just under 58% at the $1 level, uh, 53% at the $2 level and 54% at the $3 level. Uh, unfortunately, um, <laughs> that's, that's almost dead even on ROI, I was a positive, uh, 3.88% ROI at $1, negative 4.74% at $2, and negative 2.8% at $3. So you might be asking if you had above 50% win rate, why is your ROI negative? Well, that's that pesky rake that, uh, DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever site you're gonna end up playing on, are, are gonna are gonna hit you with a rake. They charge you to pay on their sites, and so it was head to heads. I was pretty close to even on the year, just a little bit, barely down, um, but I was winning more than fifty percent of them, which which is important. Uh, we'll work to get that number up, hopefully. Above sixty percent for twenty nineteen, and and that'll you know help help the the bottom line. Anyhow, for double ups, I, I basically play at three different levels on the double ups: the five dollar, the ten dollar, and the twenty five dollar. And the, the news was better here um, for for double ups. Actually, I I, I couldn't believe this. Uh, I had to double-check this like three times. When I looked at the $5 and the $10 level, I won exactly the same, 58.82%. Um, and, and that that gave me an ROI of 17.65% in the positive on the double-up. And then at the $25 level, I had a 55% win rate, and that, that brought back a, a 10% ROI. So... I guess my analysis from a cash game perspective would be that I I probably need to concentrate on the double ups a little bit more um, heavily than the head to heads. I'm still going to play head to heads, but um, the win rates on the double ups and ROI is better. So um, I think that's... That's something that I can take away from doing this analysis um, but you know cash is boring <laughs> you you're just winning back basically a little bit less than what what your entry is if you win uh, the reason we play cash is we try to keep keep things above water so we can play tournaments uh, tournaments uh, not so not not as pretty here. <laughs> At at the $3 tournament level I had a 26.8% win rate which gave me a negative 35% ROI. At the $5 level I had a 26.32% win rate which actually got me a 9.2% ROI in the positive. At the $10 level 21 percent win rate for a negative 55 percent roi yikes and and i did jump out there and play a few 25 five dollar tournaments at a 38.46 percent win rate uh for an roi of a positive 33 percent so um the 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 big wins is what everybody's going for uh this past year i i was in the negative, um, overall. However, the, um, the point I want to make is I was playing last season on house money, if you will, because the previous season I had a really nice score at the end of the year, um, in a tournament. And so I'd say overall, I, I'd have to go back and look, but I, I'm definitely up uh, over the last the course of the last three seasons, and I've really been playing DraftKings quite a bit. Um, it just it just didn't happen, but those tournaments are so top heavy, so it it really only takes one big hit on the year to send you into the positive. So I don't know you. Uh, I, I know you don't track your play quite as closely. You, I know you don't play the volume that I do, JD, but um, you got any thoughts on all that data I just spewed out there? Uh,
0: yeah, my first thought is I'm glad that I don't do that or I'd be crying my way through this. Um, yeah, I certainly don't play the volume, so it's a little bit easier to have a general idea of, uh, you know, what my uh, return on investment is but um it i would have been in the negatives again from last year not by much uh and most of that was because i got into uh, the the uh, the captain's games <laughs> you yep. know those the single game attorneys are, are where it killed me because uh, i just couldn't help <laughs> i couldn't couldn't help myself had I stayed out of that then uh, I probably would have come out even at least
1: I, I'm gonna tell you I that this data was all strictly um f- like f- either full slate or multi-game slate data um it w- does not have any uh any of the showdown data included and I think that's the reason I did that is because the, the showdown was a big hole in my game last year. Um, and actually the overall ROI there reflects that. Uh, but, uh, so I'm going to try to limit myself on a weekly basis. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, don't think that I'm going to not play it at all. It's just too tempting to, you want to have a little bit going on on, mondays and thursdays
0: yeah so i may or may not have played one tonight (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah (laughs) it's it's not going well um it's what happens when you decide to just like set a lineup like five minutes before the game starts and um you haven't paid attention to, like, who they may or may not try to play at all.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the danger. I mean, if you know the teams and the guys that are going to be getting run in preseason, you certainly could exploit it. Yeah. But uh, I could tell you that the Falcons and the Broncos are two teams that I have not been paying closely attention to. So... Well here here's maybe, maybe a bear, maybe a bears showdown I might get into but
0: I was excited because I was like, okay, I'm gonna put in Drew Locke as a QB. I'm gonna put in Noah Fant, you know, in a tight end, you know, flex spot because they wanna see what he's gonna do. I'm gonna play Devontae Booker because they're not gonna play Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsey. Uh Noah Fant has caught one and dropped two. And I don't believe Devontae Booker has seen the field.
1: Have you ever heard of that guy who scored the first touchdown?
0: No. No.
1: I, I can't even pronounce his first name.
0: Yeah, I was, I was 100% like Edo Smith, Devontae Booker, Locke, fan. I was like, this is going to be pretty good. I even put the Denver defense in there because I was like, all right, it's Fangio. They're going to make him feel better because of his kidney stones and all that fun stuff. Nope. So I donated to somebody's cause.
1: (laughs) Wow. This is the first time I can honestly say that you were more degenerate than I tonight. Yeah. Because I didn't even think about entering. Part part of that is because I don't have a whole lot of funds in there right now. I'm, I'm getting ready to make my uh my big deposit for the season. Um but I haven't done that yet, so
0: Yeah, the the winning lineup actually has picked the Falcons defense, uh Muhammad who had the touchdown, Hill who had a touchdown, uh the Atlanta QB that's been playing. The Broncos defense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, I have twelve points. That's that's how that's how good I'm doing you, in this this single showdown.
1: You are awesome. Yeah. But anyhow, let's go ahead and move on from the analysis. If if you have any questions about nice catch. my <laughs> levels of play or whatnot, or um, just you know strategies that I employ, feel free to hit me up on social media. Uh, I'd be happy to get into discussions about my levels of degeneration, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's go ahead and talk about some of the player pricing for week one as DraftKings has finally given us a little bit of uh, something to chew on for the next five weeks before the regular season starts. And they released pricing. The good news is that we have more time than ever to come up with lineups. The bad news is that we have more time than ever to come up with lineups.
0: Hmm. <laughs> but isn't that the truth?
1: I've already made a lineup.
0: <laughs> of course you've made a lineup.
1: Well, I I, I kind of started looking at things and, you know, Pat Mahomes of course is our top price quarterback at 7,200 on the road at Jacksonville. Um, not, not exactly something that screams to me week winning play, but, um, there, there was a game on the slate or is a game on the slate. I should say San Francisco at Tampa Bay. That just looks like it's probably set up to be a shootout. <laughs> Yeah. So I kind of my this lineup that I threw to, threw in there um, is a uh, Jameis Winston stack with uh, Mike Evans and uh, Dante Pettis, bringing it back the other way. Um, I was hmm. able, I was able to throw in uh, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Curtis Samuel, Hunter Henry, Steph Diggs, and Alliance D to round that that lineup out um by the time we get to week one i'll probably think well that's a terrible lineup but you know what it's the first one that i made so i'm gonna leave it in there
0: so that's interesting uh i have some of the same players that you have uh, i i kind of took a semi-sorted similar approach i have uh godwin for that uh san francisco tampa game uh But uh, I'm going to uh, throw in Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk as my stack because I think uh, they're going to be running lots of plays down there. Uh, I've got Fournette and Mark Ingram in, and I stacked the Ravens' D with Mark Ingram there uh, going to Miami. I also have Curtis Samuel and Hunter Henry and then uh, Saquon. Okay. So, again, it'll change. Uh, but that that specific lineup will be in somewhere, because so, when you make it in two minutes, you have to play it, right?
1: Absolutely. So here's the deal. Um, <laughs> Kyler Murray getting a lot of hype, lot of lot of hype, and you know we'll we'll see. we'll see. I'm I'm gonna be one that's gonna probably I'm lower than the the crowd on Kyler Murray. I think he's gonna have some growing pains coming in the NFL. Uh, He's got a new coach that has, you know, it's coming from college. I'm, and, and they've got one of the worst offensive lines, which to me spells some recipe for disaster. I'm, I'm probably going to target as I did with the lions defense there. I'm going to target the opposing D's because I think he's going to have some growing pains and, is going to turn the ball over, um, but you know at at fifty six hundred he's he's lower price he's kind of uh, he's he's kind of intriguing. Um,
0: so here's the nice thing about it, and I, and I'll tell you the reason I put him in is because you know they're going to play very fast. Uh, it's Kingsbury Air Raid; they're going to play as fast as they possibly can, and they have to. Uh, as you mentioned, because the line is just not there, uh, but they've got a QB that can actually move and make things happen now. Um, I normally don't pay too much attention to camp speak and what's coming out, you know, from writers and that sort of thing. But uh, when Fitzgerald comes out and makes the comments that he did about his QB, um, that's good enough for me to say, you know what, I'll put you in a spot early. And because he is at 5600 if I need to I can very simply flip over to Josh Allen at that exact same price because you know what you're getting from Josh Allen. So he'll he'll be in a lineup unless uh we watch preseason and it's a very glaring no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll 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 see. Uh, like I said the, the guy's not played the NFL snap yet but It's uh, there are certainly a lot of people on the Kyler hype train. Uh, I'm probably because there's so many people on that train. I'm probably stepping off uh, and and try to try to see if I can find a, a gem, a secret guy somewhere else. But um, we, there's a lot of preseason and that's what makes it so interesting looking at things right now. I'm just, just looking at the running back position, two of the top 6 price guys currently are not even in their teams camps uh Zeke and Melvin Gordon uh so you got to wonder you know are these guys going to be there week 1 if if they're not it, it opens up some value for their backups um and and all this is stuff we'll have to pay attention to so we'll, we're ready to go uh, once week one hits.
0: Yeah. So my take on this is that Elliot will be there. Uh, I don't believe he actually gains anything by holding out. I think he's got a report by the fourth or something like that to make sure that he, he accrues a season the way he needs to. So he'll be there. I do not expect Melvin Gordon to play maybe at all this year, which from a, Dynasty fantasy standpoint I'm very upset about but <laughs> um you know it does open the door for maybe getting some value out of Austin Eckler uh or Justin Jackson if you need to uh but I will be staying away from Melvin Gordon obviously right now and um I think Zeke's a safe play. I think if you had to, if you had to pick your lineup right now I think you could I think you could put him in there and count on him playing.
1: I I I tend to feel the same way because I think that Jerry Jones is uh, got to be feeling that he's he's got a team that actually could contend this year, uh, but not without Zeke, so he's going to make sure Zeke's in, in, you know, out there one way or another.
0: Well, as I said I, do, I don't think Zeke's little holdout right now is necessarily about getting a new contract this year as much as a hey, just so you know. You know, because he's they've got to take care of of Coop and, and Dak. So you know, the next or the next guy up next year uh, will be Zeke.
1: Another, another guy of note that I that I see up here in a top ten uh, price wise is uh, Joe Mixon, and uh, I, from what I've been hearing, he's lost uh, three fifths of his offensive line already. And that can't be good. <laughs> they've already they've already uh, got A.J. Green going to be missing a few weeks here to start the season as O-line is banged up. Where I knew Cincinnati was not going to be very good this year, but that just uh, screams a void for me.
0: Yeah, it's kind of sad because I expect uh, the Bengals to come out and actually – uh, they've been bottom of the league as far as uh, plays run per game, you know, for the last couple of years, and I expected that to change this year. And you know, it still will with Zach Taylor coming in there. But how productive are those plays going to be? As you mentioned, when your O line takes that much of a hit this early, so unfortunate situation. Something you you know you got to look out for. Uh, but especially going into Seattle, Mixon wasn't even on my radar. Right. And it's not that that's the same vaunted defense, but that's just a really difficult place to play. And at 6700, I think you can get better value, you know, if you drop down, you know, just a couple spots, so. I mean, carry carry on Johnson for 5800. I mean, it saves you almost a grand and you're in a better spot.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting, you know. I I think that um defense is one one place that uh, from year to year a lot can change Um, the 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 teams that were the very top aren't necessarily going to be the top five again but that doesn't mean they'll be bad Uh, however like for instance the Bears. if the Bears defense doesn't generate the amount of turnovers that they did last year which is highly unlikely uh, just because of the the uh, nature of turnovers uh what that does is opens up uh, a lot of more opportunity or or need for the offense to produce which which really could get uh get the stats for for those offensive players on the bears um a little bit higher than they were last year even though i think uh my man mitch probably i think he had 4 weeks last last year where he was the leading point getter something like that it was three or four i can't remember exactly but uh he put up a lot of uh big games yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, let's let's talk <laughs> about who he win against during those games hey, though
1: hey hey that's that's part of it though so and i know they're gonna <laughs> well, have a tougher uh, tougher I'm schedule saying,
0: don't go don't go tooting a horn for no reason
1: oh i'm tooting that horn because you know yeah. he he won me uh plenty of money last year and and beer bets against you so
0: look man you you called his his big breakout week i'll give you that <laughs> uh you know the one against tampa where they were playing against uh third and fourth string corners yeah, he did. he had a monster game that. that I, week. I
1: would also say that um, you and I think who was on that week Corey was Corey on that week when we recorded. You guys thought yes. I was nuts. Yeah. You guys yes. thought that was absolutely nuts, and yes. and that was that one paid off in a big way. So yeah.
0: Um, Look, and I will tell you, I've said it all the time. I will, I always hope I'm wrong when it comes to. That sort of thing, where if it's like, "Hey, you're nuts. You're not going to win anything with this," and even more so, saying, "You know, Mitch isn't the guy," or they're going to struggle. I love being proved wrong when the Bears put it up. Love it.
1: So, all right. Well, is there anything else we want to talk here, pricing wise? Uh, there, it's it's the wide receiver position to me is just in, really intriguing because. There's so many good options that that you can look on. At, at the top end, down through the middle, for, for sure. Um, it, Odell being in that Cleveland offense could be exciting. Um, I mean, Tyreek's not going to be sidelined, whatever your opinion might be about him, but he's just been pretty much uh unstoppable you know from time to time you know he's been just putting up all these huge plays julio's always great uh you know amari cooper in a full season with dallas going through the off-season workouts what kind of chemistry can he build with dak and then uh Kind of one of my, you know, you, you brought him up earlier, but uh, Chris Godwin, I think is due to kind of break out a little bit without uh, Deshaun Jackson getting in his way for touches.
0: Yeah. I just, from an all around standpoint, I think Godwin's going to be a monster this year. Um, so if I can play him the first couple of weeks before, you know, his price gets out of control, then that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, Going back up near the top here, you know, you're you're talking your your Odell's, your Tyreek. Um, there's going to be a lot of volume dependency, I think, for these guys. What I'm looking at is who who's going to be getting the ball, um, and with Odell in that new situation, uh, it'll be interesting to see how those targets get split between Odell, Landry. Uh, right now, I think Rashad Higgins is running at the three uh, for now until Callaway can figure it out. Uh, you got my boy and Joku there, and then um, you know you still got Chubb in the in the background. So you know Mayfield's going to spread it around. Uh, it's a, it's exciting because Odell's got himself a a, a fun QB that'll sling it now. Um, but he's still got he's got more talent around him now than what he had in New York. So um, I'm actually looking a little bit more down the line at a Keenan Allen T.Y. Hilton play. For that uh, Colts Chargers game because I think that one's going to score pretty good and uh, those guys can get the numbers and the points in a hurry. So I think I'd drop down off of the Odell and the hill and come back with Allen Hilton and let him build up that way.
1: I don't I don't hate that um, Allen based basically on volume and Hilton on more big play. Uh, ability, I think. Now that you got Andrew Luck, another year removed from that injury, he he proved he could stand on his feet all all year last year. That indie offense seems like it's gonna be a little bit more of a juggernaut this year. So I, I do like that. Another guy, I
0: may take uh, Kenny Galladay too, without uh, Patrick Peterson being in Arizona for a while.
1: Yeah, that that you know Galladay, <laughs> Galladay has been uh, he was on the bad side of variance last year. He had so many close calls on touchdowns and stuff brought back, and um, he's really is like a little uh, baby Tron out there. Uh, so I I probably be looking to use him some, and then uh, Tyler Lockett. You know they got no more uh, Doug Baldwin out there. In Seattle, they'll be playing a bad Cincinnati team. I think that uh Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson are gonna have want have a big season together overall and it's it's a good week to start out with him. yeah, I would agree with that so um and then as as we get in closer, we'll start to see how the uh rosters fill out and everything and we can probably start parsing out some um some better value plays it it, it's it's kind of hard right now because we don't know who's going to be on on which team and, and whatnot but uh the the other the other thing is there will be more injuries there always are every year so um once you have some Injury news come through, and we, we really see who's going to be on the field in week one. Uh, it, it'll, it'll be a lot easier for us to start to hone in on some lineups, but that doesn't mean with things and whatnot. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: I mean, we'll make 40, 40 lineups easy between now and when it starts. I mean, right now, any lineup we make is the same as us talking about quote unquote news in the middle of, you know, early June you know it it's not really news as much as it's just something for us to talk about at that point but uh you know the big takeaway here is we have the ability to make lineups now and this pricing isn't going to change so start paying attention to preseason, build as many as you can and go with what you're comfortable with
1: sure well with that being said let's go ahead and uh wrap things up um JD, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on their social media outlets?
0: Yeah. You can find me in those usual spots at JD West, 22, uh, Instagram and Twitter.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Justin M West, Instagram, JMW 1977, where I may actually show up one of these days. Who knows? (laughs) You can find the podcast, On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at AnotherBadCall. Email AnotherBadCall at gmail.com. And I'll be back to blogging on AnotherBadCall.com. For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making Another Bad Call.